Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quick disclaimer before we move into the show. The sound in this episode isn't at the best quality due to the lockdown and everything. We are in different areas and the sound isn't as good as it would be in the studio. Also, I had my settings all wrong and the likes. Hopefully the next episodes will be okay. We're working on the problem and it should be okay in future. Thank you for your patience, and you probably won't even notice, but you might, but you might not, but you might. Enjoy. Hello, this is Types, and you are listening to the You Haven't Heard This Music podcast. Welcome to another fun-packed edition of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. We're still in lockdown, we're still going slightly mad. Some of us were already. (laughs) But we are gathered here today in the virtual studio. As always, I am Neil, and I am joined tonight by Richie. Say hello, Richie. Hi. Hello, Neil, and the rest of the world. Hello. And Wayne? Wayne is on the line. Are you on the line, Wayne? Hello, everybody. Wow, that was an introduction. (laughs) That's fantastic, yeah. We're also joined by our special guest, Types. Hello, Types. Hello there. So, what can we expect from tonight's show? Um, As always, we'll have four rounds of music for you. We will kick off, as usual, with our head-to-head round, where the the, the three regular team members will each pitch a song against each other. It's not really a competition, though, is it? It's it's all about discovering new music. We will... um, we, we We get probably about... We'd say about 15 to 20 submissions a day, Rich, of uh, unheard music. Yeah, some, something like that, I'd, I'd imagine, yeah. That, that we think is uh, is as good, if not better, than the music in the mainstream. And, oh, those, uh, those, that was, those ones probably amount to about one or two a day. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> so out of this del- deluge of emails, this deluge of music, musical sub- submissions, which we are bombarded with, we painstakingly filter through them all. Well, yeah. Rich does anyway, uh, and we um, we select what we feel are the uh, the superior tracks to, to to pit against each other in our head-to-head competition. And uh, the winner, as always, will be chosen by our special guest types. Moving on from there, we have our hidden masterpiece round, where uh, types will bring a a, a list lesser-known song, mainstream artist. Uh, what song are you bringing for your hidden masterpiece, types? Fantastic Voyage by David Bowie. 
Brilliant. So we will we'll discuss that. Uh, I should point out at this stage we're not actually going to play Fantastic Voyage because uh, we, we will play all the other music on the show but, uh, as we don't actually have permission from Mr Barry's estate to play it. It's easily accessible on YouTube. Please go, go and look, look it up before that round so that you can... You can engage! Appreciate. Engage, that's the word. So you can in- engage with the round as, as it is intended, as we will be in the studio. We then have our intense hardcore genre Enjoy musical challenge the conversation. <laughs> Enjoy the chat. Yeah. Neil's lost. I, 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 I am completely. I think uh, I've been in lockdown too long. But uh, yes, uh, we did have our intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go. Where uh, American- intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go. Rich has to do it for me because I've been banned from shouting while in lockdown because... I've got a deaf next door neighbour, it's all good, he can't hear shit. Well, well, last time I woke the kids up. True story. (laughs) Did you? That's a a true tragedy. (laughs) As a father myself. Yeah, I've had... uh, My wife has had stern words words with me, uh, told me not to do that again. So uh, so, so Rich can do all the shouting. I'll come and talk to you there. <laughs> yeah, she's managed to achieve what Wayne's been trying to do for years. <laughs> really, since we started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. What, what was the challenge for the intense hardcore drama musical challenge mode? Somebody remind G-funk. me. G Funk. G Funk, and that was you, wasn't it, Rich? It was me. I brought Sarin poems, and his song is it kicking or just is it kicking it? Kicking it. I think, I think it's kicking it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Sarin poems and kicking it. And it's it's a submission, isn't it? So we can play it. We can. Yeah, then we bounce on to our artist spotlight round, which is all about types. We're hearing from types. And what uh, what, what what song are you, yours are you bringing for us, types? Building a Life off of the uh, Motel album coming out April 17th. Little plug there. So we'll be hearing all about the album and types and uh, and everything that you're up to. So yes, um, before we uh, get on to our first round, have we got any news? No, I don't think so. Only that we've just run a really successful online music festival. We, we already we already mentioned this in the um, in the episode gone, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, because we we uh, we we for we we foresaw it happening. So in the episode we did with our last guest, who was our last guest? Um, Anyone? Jay Stansford. Jay Stansford. We mentioned it on that episode, yeah. Did we? Oh, okay. And we said that it was really good, even though we had no no idea. Oh, I stand corrected. Then that's 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 all old news. <laughs> <laughs> Staying in the show though. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, well, the only other news is we're still on lockdown. Um, how would you how would you rate yourself at the moment? Just to explain types, we have this thing where we, we give ourselves a score from one to ten. I'm I'm guessing where you are, the uh, you've got the whole sort of coronavirus quarantine thing going on. What the world? Yeah, are you in the world? Yeah. Types? <laughs> yeah, in the world. <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah, spoiler, I'm not actually. Where where, where actually are you, types? Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Ah, okay. We've actually got the third highest cases in the U.S. right now, and we're in between Chicago and New York, which have the highest. So it's great. So you're riddled with it then. I mean, you're ba- you're basically just waiting for it to hit you. Yeah, I mean, both myself, my roommate. And my brother, we all had like a week or two week long illness, way worse than we've ever had, not bad enough that we got hospitalized. And 
then everything kind of, you know, the shit hit the fan a few weeks later. And we're like, did we, did we get it already? Like, it's, <laughs> the, the U.S. was very late in our acknowledgement and, uh, yeah, everything else. So It's because we, we, Trump, we is, Trump is very early in his denouement, that's why. <laughs> to, to be honest, yeah, our government wasn't, uh, wasn't dissimilar in its approach. And now Boris is paying for it in hospital. Mm. Anyway. Actually karma. Yeah, so so we, we give ourselves a score from 1 to 10 about uh, as to how we're dealing with the isolation, 1 being really badly and 10 being... Actually, it's not too bad. Also, I'm still around about 7.5. Well, what about you, Rich? Are you still loving it? Ten, I'm 10 today. All right. I was feeling a bit down last week. I was only annoying, but I'm a 10 today. Oh. Uh, I was, I'm going to work. I'm, yeah, I'm still working. I'm still out. It still feels kind of normal. I take my dog for a walk just over the road, and then I'm on like these into these woods that nobody, nobody else apart from me seems to ever go into. So I'm away from everything there. So I can go out pretty much any time I want with a dog. I get to work. I've got beers in the house. I'm, you know. I'll, all I need now is some jugs, and I'm good to go. I've got some tramadol downstairs. I suppose I could sniff that. that that'll do, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Wayne, how about you? About <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still about an eight, mate, you know. I'm still just plodding along. It's fine. It's you're, you're an eight and a half now that you've brought your new machine. Oh, yeah, Wayne's made an investment, haven't you? <laughs> We're not so talking about that. <laughs> I said you're about at eight and a half now. You've got your new machine. Your oh, it Zoom. comes on Tuesday. comes on the after Easter Monday, yeah. I bought a Zoom L8 for the podcast. It's making you kind of wet, isn't it? Very. <laughs> so uh, so how are you doing in the, in the whole lockdown situation types? I, mean, I know you say, you, you just said earlier that you, you possibly had it already. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe a, I don't know, like a seven. Because, like, if I do get it, if my family gets it, you know, uh, our hospitals are already overrun in a lot of places, so that's pretty bad existential horror in the back of my mind. But, you know, personally, I've just been, like, playing Nintendo with my son and watching classic samurai movies, so that's all been good. That sounds really good, actually. I think the worst for yeah. me was, the worst for me was a couple of weeks ago I had to have time off work because I wasn't sure if I had it, but I was pretty sure I'd just had the flu because the symptoms weren't completely the same as... The, the the virus, but I, I knew I knew for a fact I I at least had the flu, and then I was worried because Abby works at the hospital. If she come back with the virus, and then I got the virus and the flu at the same time, I was absolutely fucked. But uh, luckily, the flu's gone, or whatever it was I had had has gone now. So you you're more right. you're not going to catch it down the mic. It's it's fine. But um, I find I get <laughs> I find I don't know about you, but I get a bit paranoid. It's like I wake up in the morning and my throat feels really dry, and I think. Oh no, it's, it's COVID nineteen, and I realise now I'm just thirsty. And then you realise now I've been around no one for the past month. Yeah. Okay. Should we, should we talk about music? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Enough of this frivolous, frivolous. Enough of this stuff. Um, so uh, our first round is our head to head. I've got, got my wife and my son downstairs. We're thinking, what, what, what just happened? They know how I feel. 
Um, <laughs> so, 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 yes, head to head. Uh, you won last week, didn't you, Rich? So it's your turn to go first. <laughs> Did I win last week as well? As Christ winning almighty. Well, you're doing remarkably well. I haven't, I haven't been taking any notice, to be honest. But uh, what, the what, song... What? Oh, actually, Jesus, I forgot to write down my song. What a twat. Um, my song... That's, ne- that's never happened before, has I'm looking at a previous episode of... Okay, I'll go. Okay, I'll go. So the song that I have brought this week for us to listen to and enjoy, and you, the listeners at home, are about to listen to, is Onova and their song, Nobody Move. Listen! So that was Onova 
Nobody move. Have I wrote any notes about this song? I've wrote a few. Um, it sounds like stuff... There's, there's a, probably a lot of stuff out there that sounds a lot like this, but for some reason I can't quite put my finger on what it is or any of the bands that sound like this. And I'm sure you're going to put me in a place and tell me exactly who they sound like. Um, I just I, I like this a lot. It's a lovely, catchy intro. draws you straight in. Then it's got the thumping drums that hold you, hold you know, hold you in the song. Then you've got that chorus that comes in. It kind of like secures your attention all the way through the song. And it's just got catchy bit, catchy elements all the way through them. And it's one of them. After the first listen, I liked it. So if I like it after the first listen, I'm gonna love it later on. So it went straight on my regular listening playlist. It's it's, it's you know you know you know I'm not a fan of pop rock, but for some, some for whatever reason this won me over and I liked it. Yeah. So one one of you can tell me what you think, Neil. Start with types. Um, start with types. Sure, start with types. Then, what did you oh, think, yeah. types? All right, I liked <laughs> it. It it uh, especially I, I was surprised that uh, Richie that you brought the song with the tastiest sounding synthesizers in it. Well, yeah, nice yes, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see I can see now types that you are a regular listener. Yeah. You know. But, when, uh, when this is the thing when 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 synthesizers are done right and elegantly I can accept them. Like with your music types. I like your I like your synth. I do like your use of synth. Thank you. Yeah, but uh just continuing it's it reminded me a bit of Linkin Park at least the chorus. There's a bit of that like pop kind of new metal thing uh, which honestly is not a genre I've ever been super into, but kind of the same thing you said Richie like there's just something about it. The performance, it's extremely tasteful. Like everything's been well considered. The production's amazing. It's really just a pristine gem of production and and performance. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mention that, but yeah, the, the production is really good in it. Yeah. And Lincoln Park is a good call. I didn't think of Lincoln Park, but yeah, for Neil. Yeah, this is this is my bag, really. I mean, I, I was getting the. the uh, I hadn't really made the connection to Lincoln Park, but definitely the new metal sound. Um, Lincoln Park is probably the closest example of it, really. So I think that's uh, that's a really good sort of uh, analogy. Yeah, I just it's it, 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 it's it's everything I love about music. It's uh, it's perfect. I was getting new metal, but I wasn't getting it as a, a, a massively heavy influence in the song. I, I think it caught me by surprise because it starts off quite low lo-fi doesn't it you'd see that yeah. it's like a sort of a really a sort of a, a sort of a plonky kind of um keyboardy intro and um which isn't bad but you know it, it's sudden and then all of a sudden this new metal vibe kicks in and it's like it took me by surprise it probably isn't as heavy as a lot you know as a new metal band but it's it, it's it's just got that slight aggressive edge that sort of lifts it yeah, yeah I, I liked it a lot Wayne uh right okay so um the first time through on this the, the opening the intro um, I agree with what everybody says about production the production on this is fantastic it is absolutely you know top notch and top drawer everything is measured within its inch of its life um, but the first time we've seen through the whole intro <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know it's not being done in the studio <laughs> oh, I'm going to take this opportunity to slurp some beer anyway carry on Wayne okay continue <laughs> um, so yeah so so the first time through I listened to this Oh, just the intro before it clicks and just moves it up a gear. I was getting like everything, everything, that sort of sound. Oh, sort of yes. Like the, new, the new wave of indie rock, that sort mm. of sound. And then it changes up a gear. It becomes 
you guys have all smashed the you know the hammer down for new metal. I'd say this is Scandinavian new metal that sort of way around. You know, like him and Rasmus and them sort of people. It's oh, got yeah, that Eurovision yeah. vibe to it. Yeah, mm. definitely a bit of Rasmus. Born in Glasgow in 2018, Onova consists of Paul Martin bass and vocals, Matthew Sharp guitar, and Siran Siran C I A R A N Siran Syrian White Syrian White on the drums. The threesome quickly connected as soon as dropped their... I, I, I can't read, apparently. The threesome quickly connected and soon dropped their debut EP, I Can't Sleep, to the raft of rave reviews. This enabled Onova to support both international and domestic touring bands, as well as tour the UK and... Not the... And... Garnered them. I'm 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 looking at white words on a black background, and it's supposed to be better for the eyes, but it absolutely fucks me right up. Anyway, them from Glasgow. I don't know. Do do either of you have uh, have this where you look at white words on a black background, and then all you can see for the rest of the night is white lines everywhere? Or is that just me? Yeah. Yeah. Just what? Yeah, it's annoying. It and I'm horrible, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're a threesome from Glasgow, and I like what they do. So yeah. Did anybody else get Dave Draymond from Disturbed in his singing? No, no, he was no, he wasn't deep enough. No, no, I didn't, didn't get. He was a bit gravelly. I was, like I was getting massive disturbed. I wasn't getting disturbed. It, I didn't think he was disturbing at all. I found it quite uplifting. <laughs> okay, moving on. I'll be here all week. Well, for the next next several weeks, actually. Go on then, Wayne, you can go next. Actually, no, it's up to Neil. Neil's the narrator today. Uh, Wayne can go next. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm bringing in a band called La Palma and their song One Foot In. Enjoy. Palmer with their song One Footing. The Palmer is 
a musical duo of Chris Walker and Tim Tim Gibbon, uh, based out of San Francisco and Philadelphia, respectively. Their music is created uh, through correspondence, you know, passing record, uh, passing recordings back and forth over the internet and whatnot. And they build it up, and you know, for texture and composition, they are steeped in uh, beachy psych pop and indie folk. They formed in 2019. They are multi instrumentalists, and they were both. They met in uh, DC uh, on the DC music scene uh, while playing in bands called Kitty Hawk and. I've wrote that down wrong. He says, let's friend. Well, I don't think that's right. <laughs> I think it's let's be friends. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm probably wrong on that. So apologies <laughs> to uh, to the guys there. Um, I found this. This is from, I think it's from June last year. They sent us uh, their uh, their links to their album and whatnot. Their, their album's fantastic. It's really, really good. From start to finish, I could have picked any one of the, the songs off there. I don't know what it is about One Foot In, to be honest. It's just, it's fast. It got, it, you know, I like how it starts like sort of ukulele music box and then just instantly moves on and becomes a different song. I absolutely love the lo-fi-ness of the whole recording. It's, it's brilliant. It's got a lovely summer vibes, you know. Um, it sort of inspires visions of tiki huts and palm tree jungles and, and lagoons and things like that. Brilliant, yeah. Go check them out. It's, it's brilliant. Let's start with you, Neil. Uh, yeah, it was very pleasant, very... Um, um, very sort of soundscapey. Um, I, I I I love the instrumentation in it. I'm a bit blown away when you said that they uh, they record remotely and pass stuff over to each other because it it just so sounds so polished and so together. And I suppose with with today's technology, um, I mean, look at us recording a podcast in four different locations around the world, around the West Midlands and the world. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Did anyone notice I disappeared for a piss? No, that's amazing. <laughs> See, the, what you were saying about um, the music and podcasting is completely different. I mean, this doesn't have to be mixed and mastered quite the same as music does. So, I'd imagine it's a lot harder for musicians to do do it over the airwaves. Yeah, it's well, especially the live thing, uh, which. It's just madness. But a, a lot of my stuff is put together uh, piece by piece like this with people, well, especially now that the quarantine is happening, e- even if we're in the same city, we'll just be emailing stuff, transferring it. But yes, this tune of Wayne's, um, I thought it was a good good, uh, good tune. I liked it a lot. It uh, reminded me of an existing tune from the 90s, but I can't think for the life of me what, what it is. I feel like it would fit really well in like a bank advert like playing in the background and you know, <laughs> s- s- t- someone trying to s- you know, s- tell you how um, you can consolidate all your debts into one easy monthly payment and everything and just, just quietly playing in the background. But it was good. I liked it a lot. I listened to some of their stuff as well and I like a lot of their stuff. It kind of put me in mind of Gautier. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, the only drawback with this one, I thought, was that it was a, maybe... I, I felt like... It, I wanted a bit more. It was very short, but then I found that if you put, if I just put it on loop, a gapless loop on Spotify twice, it was fine because it's quite repetitive. <laughs> you mean that in a good way? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I could put it on gapless loop two, three, four, maybe five times, and I've just got, a, you know, I'm just remixing it. It's all good. 
Have we all spoken about it? Because I went to the toilet. I don't, was I the last person to speak? I don't know. No, uh, we, we still need to hear from types. What, what, what oh. do you think of, uh, of Wayne's song types? I liked it a lot. It's uh, I'm, I'm a real sucker for production and composition that kind of seems like a soundscape or a song. You know, which one is it? Maybe a bit of both. Um, and definitely, Richie, you said like the 90s vibe. It really had kind of a K Records vibe, like early Beck, the microphones, early Modest Mouse. Kind of like lo-fi, but very well produced for the aesthetic. And I'm pretty sure there were some samples in there, but they were so well mixed in that it was hard. Oh yes, I heard a sample. Now you mention it, but I can't think what it was. And that it kind of, but I remember hearing it because I thought, oh, could they get in trouble for that, or have they paid for it? Because samples aren't cheap. If you're going to take them off someone. The Beastie Boys did it um, in the 90s with the song of theirs and they sam- the whole song was pretty much loads of different samples and artists wouldn't be able to do it today because of how much it, it would cost to do. Yeah. You just release it for free and never put it on Spotify. <laughs> I have a few songs like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, mm, that was Wayne's song then. So shall we move on to mine? I think so. So yes, I have brought the, a song by an artist called Jackson, which is his new single, Better. So enjoy. It's getting colder now, the sun's gone down. I think I liked it how it was. And when I walk out on an empty town, I just want to hear some noise Dark streets I keep my eyes closed Cause it's better in the morning time That's when I get to speak my mind I need to get away and hide Don't want to see a darker side it's better in the morning time When I can see the sunlight Touch my face And I'm, I'm feeling better Touch my face And I'm, I'm feeling better It's hard to see when the rain falls down To navigate through But I know the clouds will part again But I'm just tired of waiting around I'm just tired of waiting around Cause it's better in the morning time It's when I get to speak my mind
so much better now Cause it's better in the morning time That's when I get to speak my mind I need to get away and hide Don't wanna see a darker side Cause it's better in the morning time So that was Better by Jackson. And Jackson, according to his um, biography, is the brainchild of a singer-songwriter. Oh, hang on, I've lost his name. Luke? Luke somebody? Luke Jackson, yes. Uh, he performs under, under the stage name of Jackson, which is spelled J-A-X-S-O-N. He's from uh, Rexford in, uh, in, in Ireland. Is that Jackson? Uh, is it Jackson or Jackson? <laughs> it's all, all, all one word, J-A-X-S-O-N. Hmm. Jackson. Jackson. Xavier X. Yeah. Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he puts me in mind of that really awful Friday the 13th film when he went into space. Oh, God. Next. next. <laughs> we've, just lost, we've just lost listeners because you've mentioned it. <laughs> that really was a bad film, wasn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, so, so on, to, on, to, on to better things. Jackson <laughs> single. See what I did there? Yeah. Hold it back. Um, so yes, the single better. Um, this isn't really the sort of music I normally listen to, but it really connected with me. And I think it's, um, I think it's part of the situation that we're in at the moment. I mean, we, you know, we said we said last time with uh, I forget the song you brought, the, the Long Road, was it? Uh, oh, which, by you know, uh, John Sonoli. Yeah, it was just so uplifting, and uh, I mean, this is this, this was sort of a bit darker and more melancholic, but you know, that's me. Um, but it kind of talks about, you know, um, light at the end of the tunnel and hope of better times. Uh, I've got a few words here that uh, Jackson uh, sent us regarding it. He describes it as a slow-burning, angsty pop song about coming out of the other side of a dark, difficult situation with a new perspective on life. He's been dumped, hasn't he? There's a lot of that going on at the moment. <laughs> not, not people being dumped, but just people, just hope of better things. Uh, it's one night I lay awake until dawn watching night turn to day. Despite it being so dark and cold, when the sun rose, it was the start of a brand new day and I was able to see things more clearly. This normal, everyday situation reflected a dark period of my life when I was looking, which I was looking for a way to deal with and I was able to take inspiration from that sunrise and real, realise that no matter how difficult your life gets, no matter how bad the situation is, there is always going to be light at the end of the tunnel and tomorrow is a brand new day. And I think it's, you know, it's one of those what Wayne would describe as a four chords and the truth song. It is what it is. There's no deep hidden meaning in there. It's just, yeah, he just takes a, a situation and describes it. And I found that really refreshing. I mean, musically, I think the song was perfectly structured. You know, it kind of kicks in just when you expect it to kick in. It drops back to a middle eight when you want it to. It's, um, it's very formulaic. If I had to make one criticism, I'd say it, it is very formulaic. But that isn't a bad thing if the formula works. It, it, it is what it is. It's, it doesn't break any new ground. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. But it's a brilliant example of what it sets out to achieve, in my opinion. 
So uh, I liked it a lot. So let's go to you first, Richie, because I think everybody else has gone first. What did you think? Early 2000s, vibe I got from this. Early 2000s with the slight whiff of the 90s. Uh, reminded me of bands like the Goo Goo Dolls, uh, Jars of Clay. Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot because I liked those bands. The calling, um, maybe. The the breakdown later on in the song was very Irish. I mean, you could pu- probably put them side by side and that'd sound identical almost. Almost sounds a little bit like the ISG as well, I think. Some of the songs we did with the ISG. So that's a recommendation then? Uh, yeah, of course, why not? That, that's, our, that's our old band, by the way, for those uh, who are new to the podcast, the ISG. Uh, nice natural sounds, music, mu- like, echoing what you said, yeah, it's musically simple, quite predictable, but effective. So, yeah, I liked it. It's good. Very good. Uh, so let's go to Types next. What do you think, Types? It has a really gorgeous voice, like his control of the little minute affectations, quiet vibrato. I was blown away. Uh, very genuinely, the the production was where I, this song kind of left me. Like, there's a little bit of auto tune, which I don't mind, and I've used occasionally. But in a song this naked, you know, this kind of stark, uh, yeah. I could hear the artifacts and the compression on his vocals or saturation, maybe made the guitar and the drums sound kind of thin to me by comparison. Surprising you say that, because I thought the drums sounded very natural, in it? Very natural. Compared to a lot of the songs that we hear nowadays. The drums didn't sound by their own merits, but they he was so compressed, like so... It almost, like the louder I turned up the song, the more his vocals overpowered it, which made me feel like they should have, like, backed off on the compression on him or like taking a mid scoop out because uh, mm. he just was overpowering everything else to such an extent that I found it a little distracting typical front man isn't it that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've done it before too <laughs> <laughs> cool Wayne I, I, funny Neil saying that he, he doesn't think that this is the sort of song he brings because I got Jack Savaretti from this from yes actually Wayne uh, now, yeah, yeah I suppose yeah the, no, no, I was meant to say that before you even before when it was my turn. That, yeah, Neil said that this isn't something he's usually bring. I was thinking that this was typically Neil for some reason. Yeah, I suppose yeah. you, you I, two I, know my musical taste better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked up the Jack Savaretti straight away. I was like, you know, I didn't oh, until now, but I'll, I'll get on board with him. Oh yeah, I agree with what uh, Types was saying. I, I'm a bit less elegant than 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 what Types how, how Types. Um, was wording it I just think it's it's overproduced a little bit too much for me you know it's a pop song and, and I suppose in the vein of that sort of thing it is all the pop songs are pretty much overproduced I think it would work better with him and just the guitar you know because it's, it's a really beautiful song it's, it's a you know it's, it's it's got great lyrics in it the quiet bits are my favourite they're, 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 they're perfect when the, when the whole band comes in and all that it seems, it seems a bit uh, it seems to lose some of its originality for me and sort of become something else, you know, something, I don't want to say generic, because I don't think it, it, it's completely generic, but something that's heading towards that way. I did think it was really good, I think he's got a great voice, and I, yeah, every, everything I just said, and like I say, he's, he's got a lovely grit to his voice, and I think with him and just the guitar, it would have been perfect. It's nice to hear somebody with a grit to the voice that isn't too deep. 
because usually you, you know you, you find somebody with the grit in the voice. It's usually quite a deep voice. He's, he's somewhere in the middle, and it was um, it was it was, it was good. Well, if you listen to you know the guy from the Calling or Nickelback, you know you, you take your typical gritty voices, and they're, they're quite yeah bassy, quite baritone. But this was somewhere in the alto, I thought. Oh, baron, bar- baritone and alto. We're all using technical terms tonight. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody out there, somebody out there who knows anything about music is shouting at me now, calling me every cunt under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Had to say word for a while. Well, it's about time. Right, so there we are then. That's all three songs. So we move on to our all important verdict. Which which song is your winner this week, types? Well, I tried not to uh, signal it, but it it is uh, Wayne's the uh, surf rock. Surf rock. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very much just. Well, there was a little bit in there. The the lo-fi one, the short one. I can't remember their name. Yeah. <laughs> La Palma. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just I'm very much a big fan of that lo-fi early '90s kind of vibe. Like early Beck was some of the first music I listened to. So it's just very much my shit. <laughs> <laughs> grew up on excellent. Uh, and you know, there's some psychedelia in there, which is again uh, my shit. So yeah. Awesome. Well deserved, I think. It's a great tune. So, uh, we're we're now done with our head-to-head round? Yes, we're done. We're moving on. Sorry, sorry, Wayne was about to do a victory speech then, weren't you? Yeah, he's... he's, Unfortunately, I just want to say a disclaimer to all the listeners that due to the lockdown, we are not in the studio. We're all in different places. You've got four of us in different places, and Wayne is lagging... Really bad, bless him. It is what it is. Say your victory speech, Wayne. All I was going to say is thank you very much, Types. Uh, La Palma's, and uh, you can listen to La Palma on Spotify, their song One Foot In, which is brilliant. You can also listen to Neil's song Jackson, which is uh, a song called Better. Richie, I'm assuming that your that your band hasn't released Nobody Move yet. It's it's coming up, is it? I'm guessing by the time this is released, it is really it should be on Spotify. I thought by now. But as uh, obviously it wasn't released when it, it wasn't released when we were listening to it. That's why I had to uh, put it on a private link. Did someone take over. <laughs> and, uh, and neither was better actually. That was released on the twenty seventh of March. So I think when we first uh, put that out there, it uh, it hadn't been. Um, well, maybe it just been. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, that's that round done. Uh, we move on to our hidden masterpiece. <laughs> I'm so envious that he's allowed to do that. And <laughs> <laughs> we get Wayne's cuckoo clock. <laughs> yeah, that was the perfect ending to it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in masterpiece. So, um, a, um, a lesser-known song by a popular artist. Uh, what are you bringing for us, types? David Bowie's Fantastic Voyage. Okay, it's tell me all about, about you then. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, you're about to anyway. I was, going, so, I was yeah. going to, Neil, but you. you okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep quiet. <laughs> 
it's uh, Bowie's song um, about uh, the Cold War, about nuclear war. It's, it, you know, so in that sense, it's kind of a protest song, but it's a conversation he's having with the listener, you know, in the event that this fantastic voyage should turn to erosion and we never grow old. Like, he's just, for everyone who's listening, like, <laughs> we're all in this voyage together. I love you all. We might all die. Like, this is what I have to say. Uh, and it just, like, it has some of my favorite lyrics of all time and his just incredibly impassioned uh hook that it turns on where he just goes way up high belts it out like and i'll never say anything nice again how can i just like in the reality that (laughs) billions of people could die because of some dick measuring on a on a global diplomatic scale like it's Mm. just uh it speaks to my heart (laughs) my absolute favorite bowie lyric of all time which is and the wrong words make you listen in this criminal world like that's just (laughs) love it cool Neil? Um, I absolutely love David Bowie, and uh, w- when this came through, I um, I was like, oh yes, yeah, this will be a good hidden masterpiece. Uh, one of my biggest regrets is I never got to see him live, um, but I mean, he, he didn't really tour much from the last for the latter years of his life. I think for I think about two thousand six was the last time he toured. Um, but yeah, going to tour now, is he? Well, no, but I. Um, I mean, I'm not like a huge fan. I couldn't like name real off names of albums and singles and things. But I, uh, I ground control to Major Tom. I, I just love, uh, I just yeah that. I, I just love everything I've heard, and I think you know it's kind of like um, everything Bowie has ever released has been a masterpiece, in my opinion. Um, everything he's ever recorded has been a masterpiece. I've not, I've never heard a Bowie song that I haven't liked, and then. Uh, Really, we, you know, he's one of those. Uh, he's one of those artists who gets known for a few songs. So it's, uh, you know, as, as, uh, I think I said this about Hidden Masterpiece before. But as long as you don't go for something like uh, Life on Mars or uh, uh, Space Oddity, um, you know, that, that, that kind of thing, Ashes to Ashes. Oh, oh, did I just get a bit of echo? It's gone now. You're fine. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, as, as long as you sort of avoid the uh, the, the mainstream. Um, it uh, let's dance that kind of thing. Uh, soundtrack to Labyrinth. It uh, his songs can be quite hidden, but um, yeah, I, I I thought this was an absolute beautiful song. It's um, I love some of the lyrics in it. I, I didn't pick up that it was about the Cold War. Got to be honest, I but uh, I, I just love this thing about uh, you know this this uh, it's repeated a few times about. Um, you know, d- dealing with somebody with depression. I don't want to deal with someone with depression. It's like. Yeah, tell it like it is. Yeah, I, I, I once dated a girl who had depression and I didn't want to live with someone with depression, so I left her. That's what happened there. Yeah, it's tough. Oh. It, it oh. is, it's difficult. <laughs> but, um, um, but I think that, that comes across. It's like the, the way he delivers that line in the song, it's very much like, you know, I'm not heartless. Everybody's thinking it. It's it is tough. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like the there's a sort of an honesty and a vulnerability to the song. I think. Mm. Um, so yeah, what did you think, Rich? Uh, I'm not a Bowie fan, and that's not to say that Bowie wasn't good or uh, he he wasn't 
some sort of innovator who created a genre. I'm not taking away from what Barry did and who he was and everything. I understand that. But Barry's one of these that you need to have grown up with, I think. I think everybody that likes Barry likes Barry because the dad, the, the dad, like our generation, right, their dad played Barry a lot and you grew up with it and you remember all the songs. My dad didn't play Barry. He played Bob Marley. I don't like Bob Marley either, but... I, 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 did. I discovered Barry too, Rich. Um, my, um, my dad wasn't a massive Barry fan. It was uh, the song Cat People Putting Out the Fire on the Inglorious Bastard soundtrack. Really? I just fell in love with that song and I was like, That wasn't that long ago out. either, really? No, nah, that was recent. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I went, need, went and got, my, went and got maybe. Barry's greatest hits and just loved everything I heard and started to check out a few more albums. Maybe that's what I need to do. Then I need to delve into Barry a bit more. Just. Um, I just never never had. I found him very. I don't know. I always found him very. But I only know the the mainstream stuff really. I never really delved into his albums. So uh, check him out. Hmm. He has lots of very weird art pop. He's got a song that's almost like a rap song that he made in the seventies uh, called African Night Flight. Like he's all over the board. Hmm. There's like ambient pieces that he made with Brian Eno. A lot of great stuff. Okay. Wayne? <clears throat> right, we'll finish off with me then and my, my book of facts. You, you've, 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 you've become the last person to go to now. We, we, uh, with every section, we just seem to come to you last because we expect you to have like a reel of facts and stuff to finish the section off with. Either that or we forget he's there. <clears throat> Don't say that, Neil. <laughs> I didn't really see just cut out. <laughs> right. Okay. David Bowie, Fantastic Voyage from the Lodger album. Uh, he was born David Jones and changed his name uh, to Bowie. To Has he got a locker? Fusion with David Jones from the Monkeys. <laughs> God. Um, David Bowie's left pupil was left permanently dilated after an argument with his friend uh, George Underwood. Uh, we're going to, we got punched in the eye and... Uh, Forced the dilate, the pupils to dilate forever. Uh, the argument was over a girl. Barry and Underwood remained friends, and Underwood even did some of the artwork for Barry's earlier albums. Uh, Barry first in the UK, uh, first hit in the UK was 1969's Space Oddity. It was used as part of the BBC's coverage of the moon landing, which I, I didn't. That was quite interesting to me. That that was his first hit. Um, he declined a CBE and a knighthood in 2000 and 2003, respectively, which I also found very interesting. It's David Bowie, what can you say about David? The guy's reinvented himself so many times that from where you start to where you end, there's a multitude of personalities in there. You know, his depression, the the stuff you're talking about, you know, him highlighting depression. He had a brother who who killed himself in 1985, who suffered with depression all his life. And there's, he even took an alter ego, which is called... uh, Ziggy Stardust? Not Aladdin. He did Ziggy Stardust. He also did this one called Aladdin, which was... Aladdin Sane. Songs written from... Mm -hmm. Aladdin Sane. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, So, yeah. He's he's a dodgy one for a hidden masterpiece, mate. Uh, I think, for for David Barry. He has... You know, his, his songs are so iconic. And you've got to stand this song up against those songs. You know, um... I think... 
I think one of you mentioned it, you know, um, about his song being in Inglorious Bastards, did you say, Neil? Cat People, putting out the fire with gasoline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the same for this. This song would be great on an indie soundtrack. Um, you know, uh, and the question you've got to ask yourself is, does this stand? Does this song stand up against songs like Starman and against uh, Space Oddity, Modern Love, Life on Mars? Does it stand up against those songs? Interesting so, you say Modern Love. I was getting a bit of Modern Love in it. There's a, there's a chord period, sequence yeah. in, in there that uh, made, me, made me think of that. Yeah, it's the same period as Modern Love and it's the same period as Little Little China Girl, those those ones. Uh, so yeah. Is it a hidden masterpiece, boys? Um uh, not for me. One hundred percent yes for me. I was on the fence and types just swung me um with the lyrics and, and how it means to him, so I'm gonna say yes it is a hidden masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a masterpiece types. <laughs> types goes into the hidden masterpiece Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Stead it though, eh? Anyway. Yeah, so. Um... <laughs> yeah, well, well c- congratulations, you have won nothing. Well done, Types. <laughs> Other than our respect. Not mine, because I didn't think it was supposed to give in. <laughs> That's okay. Mine, mine and Wayne's respect. Getting nagged is a good thing sometimes, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, do you want to introduce the next round, Rich, being so I can't? Intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode! Go! So intense hardcore genre musical challenge. How dare you? I thought it was a fair attempt. You, you really enjoyed it, I could It tell was that. only fair, Neil. It was only fair. That's all. I put was. a different twist on it. I made it different. I made it my own. Absolute bastard child. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to yell this so loudly when we get back in the studio. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for, for now it is our intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go. Uh, Rich was challenged to bring the music of G G Funk. G-Funk. I brought Sarim poems and his song Kicking It. Have a listen. Thanks for making yourself available to chat with me for a bit, Sarim. Thanks for taking interest in the music, man. Did you have any trouble finding the location? No troubles at all. Okay, recorder is set. Here's my first question. When did you fall in love with hip-hop? 1988, Jack Kane, go over the wave cap. Sway Pumas, laces, way fat. Hey, young world, the root is back. DMC, tougher than leather and all black. Everyone cop that. Four finger ring, they rock that. Dookie gold chain. Puma wear, breaker embroidered with the name. Ready, yo, Raheem on your block with the bang. Do the right thing, let the beat swing. No half stepping, homie, long live the king. Microphone fame, never believe her. Blowing out your speakers up, mids and tweeters up. Rock to the baseline, follow the leader. I ain't rhyming on it if the track ain't a heater. Stand firm on this, I won't teeter. All tired of trying to send beats, and your drums weak, don't bother. I ain't asking for permission. You were rocking with the man on a mission from the crib to the park to the blocks and the prisons. Man, listen. I ain't asking for permission. You were rocking with the man on the mission from the crib to the park to the blocks and the prisons. Man, listen. Say, do that thing, do that thing, do it. Do that thing, do that thing, do it. Say, do that thing, do that thing. 
beyond your imagination. Most of you cats rap style is plantation. Enslavement, blind to the fact, writing rhymes about popping pills, it's whack. I ain't feeling none of that, little homie, only roll with OGs, no room for phone needs, flow with much ease, each line's a cool breeze, pushing unrooted MCs like loose leaves. If you don't know a thing about the culture, take it to your face, homeboy, use a vulture, magnetic ultra, drawn to the rhythm, heart and soul over the beat, that's what you hearing, I ain't killing. I'm living within the music, the creator of all things is who I'm in tune with. If you align with me, do this. Vibe to the music. Say I like it. I love it. Say I need it. Say I want it. Can I kick it? I ain't asking for permission. You were rocking with the man on a mission from the crib to the park to the blocks and the prisons. Man, listen. poems that was his song kicking it i chose this this was sent to me a long well i don't say a long time ago i think it was sent last year sometime um i like this a lot so much so that i i don't know if it was sent by him or a pr person but i emailed them back so i wanted to have an interview with them and get them on the b-side or maybe get like get them as a guest like typeses however I never heard back from them the song went, went onto my playlist my regular listening playlist so I think it's absolutely fantastic so he's always been there and then when this genre came up G-Funk I thought this is perfect now it doesn't fit perfectly into G-Funk because G-Funk is gangster funk this guy is far from a gangster I think he's a born again Christian from the read up I've done on him but you know it, it's that same vein it's that same feel it's the it's got that G-Funk feel about it and I just think it's brilliant it's got that old school feel about it it's you know and it's 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 took me back to a time in hip hop and rap that I enjoyed, and you all know already what I think about rap today. It's become a bastardized version of what it was and what it should have been and what it originally intended to be. This guy loves music, you know, he's not just somebody going out there and asking someone to put some beat together so he can talk over the top of it. He loves music, you can tell he loves music, and he his flow and his rhymes, he's, he's a poet, he's not someone out there 
trying trying to be something that he's not and I think that's what rap's become it's become everybody out there is thinking yeah I can do that and a lot the majority of the people that we get through submissions can't just just putting rhymes together and spitting shit lyrics over a beat doesn't make you an artist. This guy's an artist, he's good at what he does, and he's taking some early influences, but still making them his own. I lo- yeah, I love it a lot. And I'd love to get him on the show as well. Wayne. I'm going last. Let me go last. You're always going last, Wayne, you absolute bastard, you. Neil, go on then, Neil. Um, I like this a lot. I think um, I, I I love the the baseline throughout it. It was like really pounding. It was he was sort of an onslaught on the senses, but in a good way. Mm. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's it's not the sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it probably is the sort of thing I, I go for these days. It, but yeah, it, just the power of it just uh, was, was, was 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 fantastic. That's my uh, uh, that's the impression it left on me. It kind of it felt like I've been smacked around the floor a few times by the sound. It was it was good. Yeah, obviously we've had Harvest Black and Co on the show before. They they take elements of funk and jazz and mix it with hip hop. And this guy's done the same in this song. You know, you got elements of jazz in there. You got the horns and the the brass and the, the some woodwind in there. I, I like it a lot. It's, it's just you know he's mixing it up and he's he's, he's incorporating music and he's he's not just rapping to a beat. He's rapping in conjunction in conjunction with the music as well. You know, he's he's doing both, and that's where a lot of the the artists we get struggle. They they don't understand music, so they can't rap in conjunction with the music. So they're just talking in time with the beat. You see, I wasn't getting any jazz from it, and and that's, that that can only be a good thing. Oh, there's definitely jazz elements in the in the music. Yeah. Oh yeah, the horns later on in the song for sure. Yeah. What did you think, types? I really loved it. I uh, it brought me back to like the first rap that I ever really got into, like Saul Williams, Diggable Planets, uh, Nas. You know that sort of '90s socially conscious uh, hip hop. Yeah, and the the baseline immediately uh, struck me as kind of jazz influenced. Uh, then again, I grew up listening to tons of it all the time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was smooth. It was heavy. The chorus was funny, you know, that throwback to, can I kick it? Like, yes, you can. He's like, no, I'm not asking for permission. Like, I really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a punchline. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was great. His flow was great. A plus. Wayne. Right, let's start with the fact that I was going to bring Serene Poems as a head-to-head and you fucking stole it. I've known about Serene Poems longer than you have. He's been on my pl- playlist now Bollocks. since last year. Bollocks. And if it's any consolation, oh, by the way. So if it's any consolation, you did the same with John Snowley last week with me. John Snow? John Snowley. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing, Neil. Evidently. Continue. I'm, I'm, by the way, his, uh, his production, his PR company emailed me back, so it's just you, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Wayne, how about that one? How do you, like, you like those eggs? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, deep funk is a subgenre of hip-hop uh, that emerged uh, from the West... Uh, West Coast gangster rap in the early 90s. It's heavily influenced by 70s punk, uh, 70s funk. Uh, the G is short for ghetto or gangster, as Rich uh, alluded to at the start. And now there's uh, this. I found this really interesting. There's a massive debate over who is considered the godfather of G funk. It's generally considered that Dr. Dre is the man who developed its sound. No. Uh, but <laughs> you, have a, you have a read. Uh, but there's a guy called the Gold 187 UM and KMG from the group Above the Law. Uh, 
who claimed uh, who claim they developed the sound. Now I've read a lot on this, and from what I can gather, it's one of those where Dr. Dre came in and took all of the artists who were with Above the Law on their record company, and take, took them to his his record company. So he took Snoop Dogg, he took Nas, he took, you know, took all those sort of people and put them onto his record company and created the G-Funk sound. The first G-Funk signal, a single, was called uh, Call It What You Like by Above The Law. Uh, famous G-Funk artists are Snoop Dogg, Warren G, NWA, Tupac. Those are the sort of, uh, you know, exactly what types were saying, early 90s, that sort of sound, you know, um, socially conscious, those, those sort of music. Uh, I like the music of G-Funk, um, but the artistry and the lyrics leaves a lot to be desired you know it's it, it's it feels like that's where it starts to head a bit downhill for me there's uh it, it's a lot of it isn't as socially con- uh, as conscious as it, as it should be uh, i love serene poems i think he's out uh, his ep that I've, I've listened to is absolutely fantastic and like i said he's gonna be my future head-to-head now you said at the start rich that this has elements of g-funk i agree it has elements it does qualify as a as a g-funk song it, it qualifies it as, as a ghetto funk song. I wouldn't say gangster funk. See, ghetto and gangster are two different things, and you, you may, I'd say it qualifies easy as a ghetto funk song. The, the, the first half of the song I wouldn't say does. I'd say the first half of the song is like old-school hip-hop, the way the drum sound and the bass comes along, and then your second half when you get the horns come in and you get that, you know, the jazzy, like you, like you said, the jazziness. You know... When I listened to it the first time, I thought you've missed the mark here. You know, you haven't. Yeah, and then when Bobby gets to the end of the song, I'm like, no, you, you have. You've, you've, you've got it. This is, this is what G Funk sounds like. Yeah, it's a great song as well. He's, he's a really good artist, so definitely check him out. Yeah, we'll leave all of the links and all the info, information to Simon Poems in the show notes. Definitely go and check out all of his other works because all of his other works are just as good. Mm. So that was our intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go. Uh, now we need to pick a um, a genre for next time. Uh, I think it's uh, it's you next, isn't it, Wayne? Uh, is it me again? Um, I guess so. <laughs> well, Richard's just picked one. What I'm pretty you... sure I went the week before. Or did, was it you the week what before? What did you Wayne? have? Oh, no, it's me. It's me, isn't oh, it? Yes, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. I can tell you. I've got my book in my lap. I started so, to Oh, yeah, I had Blue Eyes Soul, so yeah. You did, yeah. So it is, it's you, Neil. It's me. Ooh, who's got the Bible? Wayne, I probably. Have. Okay, then pick a letter, then, Neil. Um, types. Types, pick uh, a letter. Today, it's the letter N. Okay. Letter N. Um, how, how many N's have we got, Wayne? Fucking All hundreds. of the N's. <laughs> no, not that many, actually. Hang on. <laughs> new romantic, new metal... New pop, new, 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 new. Lots of news. Oh yeah, this uh, this is a. It's not my usual Bible I'm using from, so uh. it's a bit crap. <laughs> Give me an N. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll find uh, forty-three. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Neil. <laughs> Okay. Uh, on, the, on, on the next episode, Neil, <laughs> you'll be finding the music of NY Blues. NY Blues. N- NY New York Blues. I'm guessing that's what I it assume is. Assume so, York yeah. Blues. Yeah. So pretty much the same as um. Oh no, no. Yeah. Regular, regular blues, but from New York. Yeah, it's just going to be blues. No, you might as well just look for blues. <laughs> no, there's, there's got to be there's got to be a difference. Yeah, there's got to be a difference. Yeah, maybe Sorry, a Neil. Neil loves blues. 
What, what were you saying there, types? Oh, I was I was just saying, you know, maybe a place in time, like the 70s, in these neighborhoods with the, you know, the, there's always some little uh, genre distinction, like, oh, they used all analog and... Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, you go back to, what's his face, Robert Johnson, like, that was blues, but it's not like today's blues. Hmm. Yeah, there'll probably be a distinction. You, you'll, you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of blues. Um, I'll, 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 do, I'll do a bit of research, uh, something I've never is done there, before. Uh, is there a description in, in that uh, their Bible you're using, Wayne? Yeah. It says, NY Blues. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't mean it doesn't strong. mean the. Uh, I just thought it doesn't doesn't mean the music from the TV show NYPD Blue, does it? Because that, <laughs> that, that was a decent that. TV show. I used to like that back in the day. Um, yeah, so uh, artist spotlight. Do you want to introduce this, Rich? Artist Yes, so our, our artist spotlight. Um, <laughs> so this round is all about our guest types. Um, so uh, welcome to the show, types. Hello, hello. <laughs> we did that. We did that at the start of the we, show. We did that at the start of the show. <laughs> I've been here the whole time, but hello again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've, only, I've only just noticed Wayne. So um, <laughs> we first discovered types on a B side, didn't we? we, we was it? Was it I don't remember. I, don't, I can't remember where types came I'm, I'm from. Sure. He was just there one day. I'm sure it did. Did, it was did, a B side. Yeah, I'm sure. Did we find you through the wild card section, the B side types? I don't know if it was wild card or not, but I think it was the song Apocalypse Horse. I think. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, yes, I remember it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah cause I, I know I, I was there, and I tend to. I don't really get involved in the B sides, but I kind of walked in as it was playing, and I thought, "Oh, this is good." How pathetic, by the way, Apocalypse Horse. Yeah. <laughs> and this was quite a while ago, wasn't it? So yes, he's quite prophetic. So yes, uh, bring us up to speed on what you've been doing since types and um, and and where you're at. What what's been happening for you? Doing a lot of stuff. This single that I brought today, "Building a Life," is from an album that my uh, who goes by Paul P A W L, but not the guy from Northern Europe. Uh, different Paul. We've been working on it for. It's been in production for seven years, and some of the songs were written as long as ten years ago. A friend of ours has a studio out in the country, and we've been just endlessly toiling away <laughs> on this album, and it's finally coming out. Of course, in the meantime, uh, you know, I've been working with Biko. I've got some more stuff I'm doing with him. The rap, the hip-hop remix EP, I'm not sure what's happening with that, but there will at least be one track. I, I have a 50-second song about English muffins that I'm going to put up on YouTube pretty soon. That sounds awesome. Because I love them so much. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Fucking random. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you love something, you should write a song about it, you know. Sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, Types also did a, a massive set for us on the... Um, on the festival would be a couple of weeks ago now completely my fault it should, it should have been a, a, a massive set only because of issues my side you're only able to do did, one did, song did and you forget to make apologize. him an admin of the page yeah that's exactly what happened um, I made I think I made him editor and things weren't going on and it was my fault and he, he did the one song and to be fair that one song was fantastic it's it was just, yeah so sorry about that. No, it's cool. Blips and bloops, you know, ghosts in the. Well, 
to be considering it was our first time, I think it went uh, quite smoothly. I, you know, just one or two hiccups, and you unfortunately happened to be one of our hiccups. Well, I, t- I took well, a I digestive it- pill, and I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> It was all a massive learning curve for us, but uh, I think it's something we do plan to repeat in the future. So um, we'll, uh, we'll 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 we'll, de- we'll definitely get you a slot for the next one and and make make sure we make you an admin for it. Yeah. So uh, what you got co- of the, other than that? Have you got any plans to do any shows once the lockdown uh, has, has come to to come to an end? Um. Yeah. Nothing scheduled. Uh... Because it's just, I'd need to get a band together, and it, I haven't had that in a while. But I I am playing a lot more, not just producing, because I've, I've got free time on my hands. So if I can get a band together, definitely. Uh, and if I can get one of those blasted iRig uh, streams, which are all sold out now, then I could be doing some live shows uh, with good sound quality. So that may be happening in the near future. Cool. And this album, um, you say you say you're doing an album. Yeah, that you've Motel. been writing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. My my brother and I, uh, our parents own like a 1950s style roadside motel, um, we, and we grew up there like with a house built on the back out in the country uh, on an interstate highway, and uh, it was a very unique childhood. Lots of weird experiences, weird people, and my brother came up with this idea to have a concept album about it. Just what it was like and this this is the end result it does sound very hills of eyes when you when you explain it hills of eyes you know the film hills of eyes probably best um (laughs) uh, yeah so are are all the songs out there now are you releasing them in jips and jabs we've got uh two singles uh the one came out march 27th uh this one building a life my brother's single, Small Town, is coming out on the 10th of April, and then the album, uh, 15 Tracks, is coming out on the 17th of April. Awesome. And that's going to be released on all popular streaming sites, I imagine. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've even got it up on like Bandcamp. Have you got anything else planned for this year, other than the album and the, those singles? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really hoping to fully produce Rock Bottom in Shanghai this summer. And my so- uh, song Shackles, uh, which is on the longer... Li- one of the ones that was cut from the live set. Uh, I hope to put that out this summer. And Biko... I just sent him some files yesterday. Uh, so he's he and I like to kind of collage things. I sent him some vocals that I wrote for rap tracks that got abandoned. Uh, not I'm not rapping, but like, you know, hip-hop kind of hooks and things. And he's going to kind of chop them up and write new music under them and do some crazy stuff. Awesome. Um, I had another question that I was going to ask. And, uh, oh, I've got a question. Uh, the, 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 st- the, the stage name, Type. Where does that that intrigues me? Where 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 did that come from? Um, it was back like, yeah, ten years ago now. My brother put out a little EP called Archetypes, and I, you know, I was listening to it at the time, and I just thought, you know, I, I like the word types. I was looking for a name that nobody had, and you know, in thinking about the Beatles, like the reason what what I heard is the reason they chose their name was because it's all about the beat. You got to have a good beat in the song, or it's not. You know, so that's that's why they were the Beatles. That was an awful little accent. Don't I, ever do that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you guys would know better. To the uh, necessary diplomats. Wayne, I did that out for fuck's record. sake. 
No, please. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, huge, you know, massive, uh, crazy Beatles fan, like lots of people. Um, and I just, I've always been very interested in tons of different genres. Uh, Bowie and Beck are two of my, uh, two of the faces on my Mount Rushmore. And so I just thought, oh, types, like, I'm going to keep jumping genres whenever I feel like it. So I'll just name my, let's make my musical name reflect that. Hmm. I definitely get the, uh, the seventies rock influence in your music. This song that you're bringing, obviously, obviously it's from a concept album that you're making. So what, what's this song about? This particular song is, I mean, it's about a lot of things. It was mostly about a heartbreak that I was going through at the time, you know, about how I had been trying to build a life with somebody and they were sort of sabotaging it. Um, so that's sort of the main through line. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's got a little bit of a Bonnie and Clyde moments, like spitting on people from the top of a building. Uh, there's a little bit of social commentary uh, in the chorus. Um, but it's, it's kind of the emotional state I was in, a bit of a breakup song and kind of trying to stay optimistic about moving on from tragedy. Okay. Neil, anything else to add? Um, I don't think so, really, no. Um, obviously, we're going to put all the types, uh, types uh, links in our show notes, so uh, uh, check him out. Um, and we'll, yeah. be, we'll, be, we'll be playing out with um, a uh, building a life. Um, are we also going to play Paul's song as well? Paul's song? We're playing two songs, are we? Small, small Town, um, because it, it, <laughs> is a, it, is, it is a kind of a split album, isn't it, between you and your brother? Is, is, is that right? It is. Yeah, I sing backup on almost every song, but there, if you look at the track listing, like, the only song we co-wrote is the last one. Okay. We've got um, a uh, Building a Life, which is mainly types, and a uh, small town where, where, where Paul kind of takes the lead. Um, two, two, two very different songs, but very good. So, so yeah, that's kind of bringing us to the end of the show now, isn't it? It is, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna find us and you wanna listen to us and listen to all our other podcasts, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, on Spreaker, on uh, SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Podchase, or on Podcast Addict, on Castbox, on everything with a podcast in it. Yeah, you can do that. In fact, go, go do us a favour, please. If you're an artist and you follow what we do and you believe in what we do, please, please, please go over to iTunes and please give us a, a rating, a five-star rating preferably, and a, a review because that helps us get the podcast out there. And if we're out there, that means we're getting the artists out there as well. So please do that. It's important to us. If you want to give us a rating with a lower star, just... just don't bother. Yeah, please just. In fact, stop. If if you if you think we're lower than a five star or four star, what why are you listening to us? Well, the four star listeners we can we can work with. Yeah, we can we can work with that. But just give us a five star rating anyway, because it gives us something to work to. Maybe the occasional three. <laughs> yeah, okay, Neil, don't 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 encourage them. Okay. Don't encourage them. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's it then. That's all. That's that, that's it. Oh, I've been Richie, Neil, Wayne, Tapes. Thank hey. you for listening. If indeed you still are. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
Cause 
Jewsnow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 